Are we recording? Yeah. Oh. Oh, this is our podcast. What's with the neighbors? That. And that's Amy. The three. Yeah. Super nervous. Um, Amy. Oh, we're a true crime paranormal podcast. In case you didn't know yet. What is this like? Episode 76? 77. 77. You know. You know. <laughs> wow, Brie. Actually, that's like not knowing the, how old your child is. You know, sometimes I do forget how old my children are. Yeah, I get that. Although they're very small numbers, so I probably shouldn't forget that. Uh, they're not very yeah. hard to forget. It's not like they're like 25. Ooh, that's an easy number to... My mom, my mom always like get those mixed up oh yeah once that makes I, sense. once i turn 30 it'll be easier i guess maybe i hope i hope that for you <laughs> i don't know how old my brother is my older brother so i always forget how old my sister is but then i remember that you and my sister are the same age so i'm like oh amy someone at work today <laughs> said that i was 34 i was like excuse you i'm 33 <laughs> <laughs> shut off a year whoa <laughs> calm down there buddy. crazy um, do you know who I texted today? Your mom? Uh, yes. I did text my mom. Who? Um, Ashton Kutcher. Do you know that his number is out in the public? I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys his number because it is his legit number. He was in an interview and they were talking about, I don't remember what they were talking about, how he interacts with fans or something like that. And he's like, well, he's like, I actually have a separate phone for fans to text me. Oh. And because like he also does like an investment business. Yeah. And it leads him to like, it leads you to like this website or whatever about his investment business. Right. But also, like, uh, scheduled texts will come out uh, and like send you back. But the number is, and you can get this online, guys. You just look it up. It's just right there on Google. It's 319 519 0576. Y'all shoot Ashton a text. And say you heard it from What's With The Neighbors. Yeah. Please. Because I already told him that, you know, we were, he sent me a video message. No big deal. You know, it's fine. We're cool. Did he, like, it was personalized? Um, no. He did not say my name in it. So I think it was probably like a. Auto reply. But he said that he tries to respond to people's messages, like, personally. Yeah. But he said that so many messages yeah. come through that, you know, he has a hard time. So eventually, like, he gets to them. But he may take a long time or it may not ever be able to that's so, so cool. it does have like automated responses but it was really cool and i was like <sighs> i actually said shibby to him too from mm -hmm. like dude where's my car oh the movie dude where's my car very nice brie very nice we all wanted to marry ashton kutcher at one point so did we i did i did it i wanted all of him I'm never really a fan of him. Yeah, don't don't tell don't tell him you heard it from us, guys. Never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to dinner with him and Mila. You know, no big deal. It's like barbecue. I just love that they're together. I know it's so cute. They're so sweet. <laughs> I know. Um, Bree, I have a question for you. All right, shoot away. You ready? Uh, yeah. Would you rather try to catch a fork off the Empire State Building? And you can't do anything else until you catch it. So you're at the bottom of the Empire State Building. And a 
fork gets dropped from the top. And you have to try to catch it. You can't wear any special gloves okay. or anything like that. And you cannot proceed with your life until you catch it. Mind you, you don't know where this thing is going to come from, right? Okay. And it just keeps, re you know, resetting until, until I you actually catch it. Yeah, until you catch it. Or play Russian roulette with one bullet in the chamber. How many times? Just once. I'd rather play Russian roulette. Because if, it, like, I'm going to die catching a fork. Because, you know, like, if you if you the get speed. hit with a penny. Yeah. Like, it, off the Empire State Building, it's going to go through. You're going to die. Like, you're going to get hit and it's going to puncture you. So a fork coming down, you're definitely going to die. Or it's going to hit you somewhere. But you have to catch it. Yeah, and I don't want to catch it. And I'm really bad at catching, so I'd be there for a really long time. I get that. <laughs> don't throw things to me. <laughs> Noted. Really bad at catching things. Um, okay. um, what about you? I don't know. I, I, I know for sure. Like, I would absolutely want to play Russian Roulette. I'll take my chances. And you know, like... You know, I have really bad luck, though. I do, too. <laughs> but I think my chances are better. You know who has really Not wasting my luck? whole life trying to catch a damn fork that's going to stab through my hand. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, really good luck. Alice. Yeah, so, I know. She won that game, like, five times. Your child, sorry. Your child, like, cheats. Yeah. But, like, in drawings and stuff, her name always gets drawn. Um... She the there was a uh, fair citywide uh, contest, um, kind of yeah, drawing for a free bike. She got a free bike, two hundred fifty dollar <laughs> bike. That's what's up. Yeah, dude, she's That's got awesome. like she has the best luck. Sorry guys, um, being loud. So yeah, I don't know what I would do. Probably, I guess Russian roulette. I asked my younger brother this a couple days ago, and he said he would do the fork. Yeah, I just no. I don't know. <laughs> being such a drama. I know. Uh, um, you are going first this week. Okay, so, so let's hear a neighborhood a, story. So this is from actually this is from BuzzFeed. Um. I'm in an apartment building. I live in an apartment building. The upstairs neighbor's dog peed on their patio, and it dripped down onto me while I was sitting outside reading. Ugh. I yelled and ran to the shower. And when I texted them to ask them to take their dog out to pee in outside to pee in the future, they said it wasn't their dog, and it must have blown <laughs> over from <What>? somewhere else. <laughs> I'm I mean, guessing they have like wood. Classic <laughs> excuse. <laughs> it's not our dog. It's it's someone. It's it's the guy next door. The wind blew it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what the heck? Own up, first of all. Yeah. Like and don't and let your dog all, pee outside. Yeah. Go no. Let your dog pee outside. Yeah, but yes, take them to the, on the porch. Yeah. Not you on suck. the porch. Or at least put like a pee pad down. Yeah. But like it could get so full that like. It well, you should be changing down. that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> don't be lazy. Also, don't be lazy. Just yeah. do better. If you're going to have an animal, take care of it, please. Do better. Yeah. And don't get dead. Don't get dead. Um, do you have a story? You bet your sweet ass I do. Thank you. Okay. I am going to tell you about the rake. The rake, like a, a leaf rake? <laughs> Similar. Is it a haunted leaf rake but that re rakes leaves? 
Uh, That's what Josh is going to do in his afterlife. But not at all close. Okay. Uh, The rake is a cryptid. Oh. It is a creature. A creature. Uh, So the rake, or sometimes known as a crawler, which I only saw like one or two sites that called it a crawler. Oh, it's perfect name for it. Is a creature described as a tall, pale, long clawed fingers, um, skinny with no nose, no mouth. That is until one appears and then many teeth will show. So, like, there's not a mouth until, like, and one just, like, appears out of nowhere, I guess. And no nose. And no nose. Like, Voldemort. Bold- I know. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> 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 um, and then two to three eyes around its head, you know. Two to three. Depends. Just depending on its mood. Depends on, yeah, how many eyes it needs. Uh, generally crouching or crawling around on all fours, which is, like, the worst part ever. Um, it's often compared to Slenderman minus the clothes. So just picture Slenderman or Voldemort. So you're wanting me to picture naked Slenderman? Yeah. But no wee-wee. Bri, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm sorry for What you. color is the skin? White. Like, it's pale. Well, like white It's white. like white, yeah, like a, like a grayish white. So you really want me to picture naked Voldemort? Yeah, naked Voldemort. I don't like it. Minus the wand. No, I don't like it. <laughs> and I mean the wand in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> okay. Um. So according to online, the creature reportedly t- attacks humans for unknown reasons and often causes psychological trauma or worse. Oh um, so it just attacks you if you're just like walking down the street with like your ice cream cone, whatever. With psych- psychological trauma? With psychological trauma or worse. You know, that's me. Like if I was a cryptid <laughs> or I had a power, that's what I would do. I would like mess with them. Just, just go and like find someone. Just no particular reason just why you're getting this person. Yeah. You just, you're just aching to do it. Yeah. Aching to do it. <laughs> So, uh, sightings of the rake go as far back as the 1600s and can be found, they can be found in America, hiding in wooded areas or even in your own backyard. So, watch out, neighbors. Uh, Legend has it, the rake can see into the souls of those who lock eyes with it. Ew. uh, Can you spell rake for me? R-A-K-E. Okay. Exactly how rake is spelled. Okay. Uh, once someone is marked, they experience a reoccurring nightmare. In the nightmare, the rake sits at the foot of the person's bed and silently stares at them. Oh my gosh. And according to legend, these dreams slowly eat at someone's sanity until they are too unstable to defend themselves. Uh... Sometimes it leads to, like, suicide. Okay, so, uh, encounters with the rake... In 1691, in a mariner's log, first was where the creature was first identified and named the rake. In the log, it addresses that the creature has the ability to seep into their subconscious. And the log said, he came to me in my sleep from the foot of my bed. I felt a sensation. And that is all. I don't know. I don't know what that means. What kind of sensation. But he was in bed. So. I don't like it. And it's terrifying. Uh, In the 1800s, descriptions of a creature with hollow black eyes and being terrifying in nature were found. 
Okay. Also in 1864, a note was found by someone who took their own life, and it said, It is not the fault of anyone other than him. For once I awoke and felt his presence, and once I awoke and saw his form. Once again I awoke and heard his voice and looked into his eyes. I cannot sleep without fear of what I might next awake to experience. I cannot ever wake. Goodbye. Oh. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. In the 1900s, specifically 1964, okay, moving up in the years, mm-hmm. a suicide note from an author was discovered that claimed that to have repeated encounters with the rake and feared that it would torment him. In 2006 when is when victims began to like collaborate their stories with the rake monster. Interesting. Uh, once One story involved a woman waking up to her husband early in the morning. As she sat up to go to the bathroom, she saw what seemed to be a naked and incredibly pale man or even a large hairless dog at the foot of her bed. She gasped and the husband curled up when he saw the figure. Not long after they'd seen it, quickly uh, seen it, it quickly went to the husband's side of the bed and stared at him for a moment. <gasps> then seconds later, it ran into the children's room. It then fled, covered in blood, leaving behind the body of their daughter. The daughter's last word words were, he is the rake. Free! Unfortunately, in the rushed attempt to get his daughter to the hospital, the dad, the husband ran him and his daughter off the road into the lake. <gasps> so no. they died. Since it was a small town, news spread quickly. Um, however, it was never pub- published on TV or in the papers. Why? Um, I don't know, Amy. For several months. Why would you say it like that? Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's encrypted. Oh, okay. <laughs> For several months, her son and her son and I said that wrong. Her and her son stayed. I said that anyway. Stayed in the hotel out of fear of coming home. Okay. And when they finally did return home, they began searching for answers of this creature and found a man in the next town over with a similar story. And even two additional people who'd said they'd seen this monster, referring it, referring to it as the rake. For four years, they researched it and finally found some accounts online where people had claimed to have had encounters with the rake. This led to her setting up a digital recorder near her bed to run all night, every night, for two weeks. By the beginning of the third week, she noticed a shrill voice on the tape, believing it was the rake. Right. Um, One of of my sources of that story said that she had ended up committing suicide. Oh, my gosh. In 2006, caught on footage, someone videotaped going into their backyard and finding the rake crouched and hunched over and then quickly looking towards them, and then they ran away. It was You can find that one on YouTube. In a blog post in 2013, it was stated, uh, Here's what we've got so far. Humanoid, about six feet tall when standing, but usually crouches and walks on all fours. Ew. It has very pale skin. The face is blank. As in no nose, no mouth, mouth. However, it has three solid green eyes, one in the middle of its forehead and the other two on either side of its head towards oh the back. 
I hate just the thought of this. Like a run. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> the crotching that gets me. Yeah. <laughs> usually seen in front yards in, or in suburban areas. Usually just watches the observer, but will stand up and attack if approached. When it attacks, a mouth opens up as if a hinged skull that opens at the chin. It reveals many tiny but dull teeth has been associated with Slenderman, so they are very similar. Okay. In 2017, three girls sighted the rake inside the woods right next to their neighborhood in Austin, Texas. One of the girls thought it was a cloaked man hunched over, and apparently after this, her eyes turned black. No! <gasps> Black-eyed kids. I know, that's what I thought, too, because Texas is where they're at, too. Yeah. Uh, on a website... Okay. Called fandom. Uh, in the comments of about the rake story, right? Uh, I was reading some of the comments, and some of the people had talked about their encounters with it. And someone said, "I have been terrorized by one for quite some time. Up until this week, we had no idea what it was. The other night, I looked it in the eyes, and it was the third time I had actually seen such a thing." I have a video of it teleporting as well. Oh my god! As as well as videos of it afar around, afar around what looks to be a box of light, is the only way I can describe it. Okay. It has caused the death of my father-in-law, <gasps> emptying his insides and then being released. He passed away. This is real, and I need help. Please, someone. Oh, my gosh. Someone help that person. That was in uh, April of last year. What? Um, in March of 2019, someone also commented saying, uh, so I think I saw a rake about 30 minutes ago on my way home after visiting Tombstone, Arizona. So what happened was we were going about 90 miles per hour. Oh, you need to slow down. Yeah, slow down. And all of a sudden, a tall white humanoid started following us in the other lane, keeping pace with ease. Then a car came by in the other lane, and as soon as it would have hit what I think, uh, as soon as it would have hit what I think is a rake, it disappeared. What the heck? So I guess it's Ooh, do you think it was, like, running, like, on all fours? <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Ew. But all I can picture is it, like, hanging its tongue out, though, when it does that. <laughs> like a dog? Yeah. <laughs> it makes it a little less scary, but it's probably, that probably was not the case. That's so gross. In 2017, someone commented on the same post. As a matter of fact, I think it has visited me before. I remember hearing a scratching noise and tapping at my window when I was sleeping. I discarded it as the wind and trees, so I ignored it. Then it annoyed me, so I turned around and I saw a weird pale white humanoid with slight yellow in it, and it had black eyes. It was staring <laughs> at me and ran away when I ran. Oh, I don't like it. So there's obviously... Lots of skeptics about this. Sure. Um, considering most of my information came from a website called Monster Fandom and Creepypasta and YouTube, the rake is definitely a fictitious monster. It was created to scare people online. Thousands of photos and videos of people um, and personal accounts can be found online of people, like, their encounters with it. Okay. Um, but a lot of it has been proven that it's been doctored. 
including the video that I mentioned earlier of someone in their backyard. Right. Um, I guess it was for like a video game or something. But what about the people that saw him like when they were driving and stuff and they're just making up a story? Yeah, they're adding to Crazy Pasta. Oh, okay. Um, so theories of how it all began. The first and most likely theory is that the rake is actually an online creepy pasta that began in 2005. And like I say first and like most likely theory, this is what happened. Oh, okay. So it began in 2005 on an online thread called 4chain's B-board titled, Hey B, let's make a new monster. And that started like a huge online uproar. And it, uh. this thing was like big before Slenderman. This is what started uh. all the creepypastas. Um, although the rake is allegedly fictitious, or yeah, fictional, it is believed that the writers of the stories of the rake have begun to come across this similar kind of creature that's been around all along and not meant to be discovered. So, like, people are saying that, like, it's been around, like, they did actually discover something, but it's, no. No, um, Other theories suggest that uh, the beliefs and ideas about the rake have brought the fictional rake to life and made it into an actual thing, okay. and it's real now, um, which probably not true. Right. <laughs> Either that way, right. Um, regardless, though, I'm, I'm not sticking around to find out. So um, if you do believe or you have witnessed what you believe was the rake, um, first of all, run. And then second of all, email us yeah, and tell us your story Please. at www.tnpodcast.gmail.com. And that was the rake. <laughs> That's so much fun. So creepy. Yeah, I don't like that whole running on yeah, all fours. I just don't like the crawling. Like, <sighs> it just reminds me of those hallway ghosts in that one story that I told you. Yes. That they told, told that they crawled a lot. They crawled a lot? Yeah, they yeah. crawled. I don't like it. Also, uh, that was fun. Thank you. I started that last week, but then I got on to a St. Patrick's Day story again. Well, I'm glad you finally shared this one. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> that didn't scare me. I'm fine. I'm going to tell you a story about a very famous model. Ooh. Yeah. So. Who? <laughs> Ooh. Is it Paris Hilton? Was she a model? I don't um, know. I have no idea. Something happened to her as a kid. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, she went to like a book. school uh, or a psych- psychiatric ward or something like that mm. or something like that. That's sad. Like her parents made her go to this very, or like a camp maybe it was. Um, Yeah, and that's why she is the way she is or oh. something. Well, that's really smart and successful. Evidently, she's really smart. I believe it. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. What did she, hard what did eye she, roll? <laughs> what does she always say? That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. Josh says that at work all the time. <laughs> Apparently, all of them say that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> I mean, hey, g- I I have to give it to her though because she let Kim Kardashian like run on her till. What is it? The till strings of her coattails. And she just, like, was launching for Kim Kardashian. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Kim Kardashian was her personal assistant. Oh. And she learned all the ins and outs of what she needed to do to be famous. 
and be- become successful. And she, she, she did it. For some reason, I keep on stumbling upon stuff about Paris Hilton. I think she's big right now. She, she's all, she's all like over really TikTok. For yeah, some reason. I've seen a lot of things about her lately. Yeah. Sorry, something's happening about her. I don't know. Paris yeah. Hilton. Paris Hilton. That's all. That's Folks. it. Um, no, I'm actually going to tell you about Petty Betty Betty Page. I don't know who that is. I didn't know who she was either. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, but apparently she is super famous. Oh. Or is still. Can I look her up? Yeah. Okay. Um, and actually, if you were to, like, research Betty Page, you're not going to find a lot of the stuff that I found. Well, she's pretty. Yeah, she was very pretty. Um. <clears throat> so way before our time. That's yes. why we haven't heard of her. Yeah. Um, she was born April 22nd, 1923 in Nashville, Tennessee. When Betty was in high school, she was known to be like a really good student. She was known. Uh, she was ambitious. She had drive. She was competitive and she was also a nice person. So that's I good. love nice people. Me too. It's just awesome. Uh, she was nominated and won Homecoming Queen, and she was the mascot of the ROTC program. She would go on to graduate in high school in 1941, and like many others, especially from a small town, she was starstruck about Hollywood. Oh, of course. Oh, Hollywood. Only if I lived in Hollywood. Sweet dreams come true. Dreams come true. That's Disneyland. I'm going to be a star. Yeah. I'm no gonna make gonna a big. Me. You're gonna big, yeah. see me on TV <laughs> and TikTok. Yeah. Um. So she knew that's where she wanted to be. So she packed her bags and headed out to South Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> Southern California. <laughs> story. <laughs> Southern California to Los Angeles to become a big star. Hello. So Betty was able to get out to Los Angeles, and while she was out there, she was going like on going to a bunch of auditions. But she wasn't landing anything. And it turned out that her biggest problem was her southern accent. Her thick southern accent. Where was she from? Nashville, Tennessee. No, okay, that's right. Okay. Yeah, so the no one wanted it. No one wanted her thick accent. So she was like, all right, I'm going to take acting classes, speech classes, you know, try to get rid of this accent. I'm like, so sad. Get rid of it. Yeah. Oh. She did this for like a solid year and she still wasn't landing anything. It was kind of crazy. Um, in later years, Betty ended up uh, publicly shaming one of the producers on one of the, this is a little side note, um, of a couple of the auditions that she went to. She publicly shamed one uh, some of the producers for not quote unquote entertain, she wouldn't entertain them after the audition. Oh, and that's why she says that's why she didn't get the audition, the the role. Oh, so well, you know, women in Hollywood. I've heard, yeah, it's yeah. hard, especially yeah. back then. Yep. So Betty ended up for a brief moment marrying a man who was a sailor. That didn't last long, though. Um, not even a year, and then once that marriage was over, she was like you know what, maybe New York is for me. So she moved out to New York in 1948, hoping that the stage would do what Hollywood wouldn't do and give her a career and take her as a serious actress. So (laughs) (laughs) 
So one summer when Betty was in New York in 1949, she was at the beach called Paul Jones Beach. She was attracting the attention from a, a police sergeant. And he was also a part-time photographer. And his name was Jerry Tibbs. Uh, he spotted Betty and he, she, and he was like, she's got something special. So she got something, she's got something unique. I would love to take photos of her. This man, Jerry Tibbs, and his friend Cass Carr ran a photography club that helped photographer classes at the YMCA. They're always looking for new models, and they're like, hey, would you model for us? Was he the M? <laughs> YMCA. <laughs> um, Sorry. Yes. That's exactly what I she heard was. YMCA, and immediately I'm just like doing the dance in my head <laughs> <laughs> um that uh so they're like will you come in and, and model for us for the these photographers that need to practice shooting she's like heck yeah dude um and so betty went down to the ymca and she she just like you know started modeling for them but it wasn't anything like nudes or anything, but it was pinup pin style stuff. She looked like a pinup girl. Yeah. So she... They had, look so cool. Yeah. She had never modeled so before, but she actually, it came pretty natural to her. Um, Betty ended up becoming a model for all different types of photographers while she was there. Anywhere from amateur all the way up to professional photographers. While she was doing these photo shoots... She ended up making her way into magazines. Ooh. And uh, one of them was called The Wink and Flirt. Whoa. Yeah. And then from there, she ended up getting the centerfold in an early Playboy Christmas magazine. I was going to ask about a centerfold. Yep. Man. Yeah. So get she, it, girl. She's getting it. Um, She... Uh, when she was in Playboy Centerfold, this is when she caught the eye of a man named Irvine Cloth. Irvine Cloth. And Irvine... What a name. <laughs> Irvine was like the pinup king. Uh, Mr. Claw had found his... I had to say Mr. Claw because <laughs> I don't like his first name. <laughs> Irvine. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Claw found his market niche niche by catering to customers who wanted pictures of bound women wearing high heel stockings and like sexy lingerie okay so like like bondage boudoir yeah bondage yeah, yeah. so Whoa. that was like his his niche no that was a thing then <sighs> it was taboo dude so <laughs> that's actually like one of my next sentences as so this is 1950s, and now there's, like, no such thing as, you know, sexual... Yeah, now we, like, advertise, hey, go yeah. get your Beaudoir... Bo yeah, bo yeah, well, yeah. I can't ever say it. Beaudoir pictures. Yeah, no. <laughs> but this was very taboo and was not spoken of. But he found, you know, people that liked it. Of course. today By today's standards, Mr. Claw, his photos seemed pretty tame and innocent. Because they weren't naked. The women weren't naked. Because they were wearing lingerie. But there, it was, uh, and it's more talked about now and more normalized. Um, but People's the photos, Instagram pictures. <laughs> well, yeah, and the <clears throat> photos were more innocent, and uh, and the 
um, I don't know how why I worded it this. Ms. Mr. Claw, his photos seemed pretty tame and like innocent in photo sets and film loop titles like Teaser Girl, in high in high heels or, you know, Betty would act out her for photo shoot. She would act out that she was getting bound and kidnapped. Whoa. Betty would. Um, She's Ray. Yeah, so Betty would act out short scenarios in which she and other women took turns modeling in fetish scenarios. So at this time, Betty was getting paid $10 an hour for taking the photos, and typically they would last about five hours, and so she would also get a fifty, normally a $50 tip on top of that. Oh, So okay. she was making some pretty yeah. good money, because at the time, uh, women like receptionists were getting $1 an hour. I know. <laughs> Oh my God! Times have changed. Thank I God. I know. Um, she was making pretty good money. So, spring of 1955, a lot of like other little stuff happened in between. But I'm, I don't have time to cover everything that she's done. Um, spring of 1955, the presidential election was coming up. There was this guy that was running. His name was Senator Kavar Kavavar. I don't know. I'm Kavavar. I'm I'm not Jafar. As <laughs> Senator <laughs> Jafar. <laughs> I'm I'm pronouncing it wrong, but whatever. He was from Betty's hometown state and he had entered the race, so you know, he was doing his little rounds and meets and greets and stuff like that. He was running as the chairman chairman of the Senate Senate Judiciary Committee and he announced that he'd be leading an investigation on kids in jail and how the media, movies, television, and comic books, and especially pornography, are very impressionable on young minds. So nowadays we had now we uh, we blame video games. Yeah. Back yeah. then it was we're porn. blaming porn and dirty thoughts. Yeah, dirty thoughts. Ew. Uh. So. The agenda, his agenda, was to make bondage illegal. What? <laughs> How do you know what goes on because in people's bedrooms? Oh, hello. He, he, he mainly <laughs> wanted, his, his, he was mainly trying to prove that these things is what was causing kids to be bad. Bad? Uh, so this guy was, like, saying that he thought it was a, it was a bad influence in degrading. There was one incident that the agenda was focusing on was this situation had happened where a young kid had died and it's unclear exactly what he the kid was doing at the time of his death but it seemed like he was either one trying to commit suicide or two he was exploring his sexuality and people were confused the kid was under eight he was under 18 he had died and uh, there was a court trial going on about how he died. Uh, they da, 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 they found the boy hanging by his knees with ropes from a tree outside, and the rope was like tied around his ankles. Oh my! God. And it brought up to uh, the ropes reached from his ankles to his arms, and it looped around his neck and his body, and it like had his his head like basically like his his feet were like touching the back of his head. Oh, like he, like okay, yeah, like it was pulled up. Like to his like, knees, he is on his knees. 
and yes yeah yeah like touch your touch your head with your toes yes yeah, position. yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's oh. how he was found how uncomfortable yeah but also it does sound like he may have been i know testing <laughs> the waters for something yeah i'm not sure what he was doing but right but also uh, uh it sounds like an the accidental death yeah, yeah. so this is why Betty, Betty got pulled into this because she was the face of this, the, these bondage pictures. Yeah. Modeling model photos. Um, so in court during this trial that was going on, they pulled pictures of her because she was in the exact same position as he was. Oh no, Betty. In her modeling photos. Uh, so Betty was like, this sucks. Um, they were saying it's her fault that he died. They had a pretty strong case. I mean, it was a very similar position. It was pretty hard to convince anybody that he wasn't trying to recreate this photo. So they were trying to prove what Betty Page was doing and the photographer in the photos should be illegal because it kills people. This was pretty much the beginning of the end for Mr. Claw. He was pretty much the end of what... It was pretty much like he was done with these photographs. He can't do anything. Um, it made his name look bad and everything like that. And this ended up... Congress uh, ended up prohibiting the mailing of non-sexual pornography materials. Oh, no. I have no idea. Okay. And, and bondage, excuse me. So, Miss, uh, Miss, Mr. Claw was charged in 1963 for violating that statue. And then this made the whole experience for Betty, like, terrible because she got roped into that as well. So, she basically just um, tried to distance herself from him as much as possible. Right. Um. It, this also left Betty feeling pretty beaten down. Like, this was her entire livelihood. Yeah. So, she's like, well, what the heck? What do I do? And so, um, she disappeared from the New York scene. And then on New Year's Eve, May 1958, during one of her regular visits to Key West, Florida, she attended a church service that what we know now know, know as Key West Temple Baptist Church. So when she was down there, this this visit to the church on New Year's Eve changed her entire life. Okay. When she was down in Florida, that's when she married a man named Armand Walterson. And Armand. This, <laughs> and it was in 1958. The marriage didn't last long. They divorced in 1963. And then after that divorce, she attempted to become a Christian missionary in Africa. But she was rejected because she already had two divorces and that wasn't allowed. What? I know. Times have changed, dude. Oh, my gosh. I know. You're just trying to spread the word of the Lord. <laughs> Let her. Like, the no, word of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not because she was a bondage model, but like, yeah, like, <laughs> whoa, lady, you've had one too many marriage. But the husbands, they're fine. They can come on, bring on the men. Bring on the men. They can do no wrong. 
So she was bummed out about that. In 1963 or 1964, Betty ended up remarrying her first husband because that the first time went well. Oh, maybe she can go back in the missionary. So she's only got one bad marriage on her belt. <laughs> they got divorced like a couple months later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dang it, Betty. <laughs> So in 1972, Betty was still in Florida. She was at a Bible camp called Bible Town. Someone had called the cops because Betty was running around through a motel complex waving a 22 caliber caliber pistol. And she was yelling over and over and over again about the retribution of God. They didn't arrest her. Sounds like a typical day in Florida. (laughs) Florida man. (laughs) Uh, They didn't arrest her, but they ended up releasing her into her ex-husband's custody. Um, He picks her up and he takes her back to the house. And that's, you know, she stays there for a couple months. Um, About a month after this first incident at the Bible camp, Betty is having dinner with her ex-husband and his two kids. Not her kids, his two kids. Um, they're all sitting around the dinner table and her ex-husband ended up calling the cops because she was holding a knife up and was forcing her ex-husband and the kids to pray before a portrait of Jesus. Oh my gosh. She was yelling at them. If you do not take your eyes off this picture or if you take your eyes off this picture, I will cut your guts out. Betty. Yeah. Calm down. She just really wanted to. You know. I, I take what I said back. I think they made a good call. <laughs> I think that that would have gone terribly wrong if she would have been a missionary. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a long trail. Betty. If you do not accept Christ into your heart, <laughs> I will kill you. I was just asking where the bathroom is. <laughs> They're like, woman. <laughs> what? <laughs> so... Betty's ex-husband calls the police and was like, yeah, so she got us praying to this portrait of Jesus. Yeah, of course. She was arrested and charged with breach of peace and confined in a state hospital for four months. At that time, it was noted by police that they thought that she had something mentally going on, but it was never diagnosed. Um, but th- it was noted in the police report that she may have something going on mentally. Another taboo thing then. Yeah, exactly. Um, So after four months, she went back to her ex-husband's house. And he picked, you know, he picked her up and they go back to his house. Did I already say that? I think I did. So while Betty was staying at the state hospital, though, she was officially diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. And then, not even long after she got back to the home in October of 1972, police were called again to the home because Betty was, like, losing it. Like, she just, when the police arrived, they they see that Betty is just making a mess. A huge, like, tearing pictures off the wall, tearing off wallpaper, like, breaking glass, just destroying the house. Betty. They're like, what is going on? And she, like, wouldn't calm down. So when all this was happening, police obviously had to arrest her again. They were like, Betty, knock it off. So they put her in the back of the cop car, where, and that's when they start questioning the ex-husband. Okay. 
They get what his state. They get his statement, and then they walk back to the cop car okay. and get in and drive away. So she was arrested, and she was going to be charged with like assault and battery and disorderly conduct. The assault and battery was actually in disorderly conduct. Charges were actually dropped um, after she recommended that she goes back to the state hospital. So they're like, if you go back, we'll drop these charges. Um, and she was there for about six months. This time, she was under constant suicide watch. And after six months, she was deemed fine, so they let her go. At this point, Betty realized that she wants to go back to L.A., the sunny state. L.A. Is that the sunny state, or is that Florida? Florida's the sunny state. Oh. I don't know what California is. Depressing and sad. The other sunny state. The opposite end. The West Coast. Yeah, the West. The, the, sunny, the sunny state in the West. The sunny state in the West. Yeah. I love it. Um... So, April of 1979, Betty moves back to L.A. She didn't really have any place to stay, so she finds a trailer to rent. So, this trailer was owned by her her neighbors, and they were, like, in their 70s, and they rented it out to her. That didn't last long, though, because she ended up attacking the 77-year-old husband that she was renting the trailer from. And he said that it was completely unprovoked. Like, she just came out of nowhere. And he said that she was saying a bunch of religious stuff. Oh, no. He wasn't even sure what she was upset about. Oh, Betty. But she was a, she was attacking him. So he ended up just <laughs> whacking her in the head with a wrench and knocked her out completely. You know, I, you did the right thing. <laughs> he did the right thing. Betty doesn't have the best track record. <laughs> Yay. And he wasn't, he didn't get in trouble. She got arrested. <laughs> because um, of her track record. <laughs> she was charged with two counts of assault with a deadly weapon. And she was found, he was found, or she, sorry, she was ended up found not guilty by reasons of insanity. The following year, she was sentenced to five years confinement. Like in a prison? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, of course... She got off the hook, though, because Uh. seven years later, on her doctor's recommendations, she was released. Wait, but she was she was sentenced to five years, but she got she stayed in there for seven. She's seven months. Oh, seven months. Yeah. Sorry. So June of 1982, Betty was still living in Los Angeles and she was really struggling to keep a place to stay. Uh, It was reported she kept getting kicked out of places because she would get in really bad arguments with the landlords. So, at one place that she was renting, she assaulted an elderly woman twice. No. So, she ended up finding a place in Santa Monica. One night, she entered the bedroom of her sleeping landlord. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. This is so cringy. I know. Like, I wanted, I was rooting for her so hard in the beginning. And now I'm just like, you stupid woman. (laughs) So, it... It was 2 o'clock in the morning. She creeps into her room. She straddles the elderly woman and just shakes her awake. (laughs) Is Uh, this a rake? (laughs) (laughs) Betty whispered to her, quote, unquote, God has inspired me to kill you. What? No. (laughs) 
then no. the last thing the landlady remembers her saying before Betty per- proceeded to try and kill her. That's the last thing that she remembers. She allegedly sliced her from one corner of the mouth or one corner, like that, from her, the corner of her mouth to the ear. And same on the other side. So like a joker smile. smile. Yeah. Uh, she stabbed the lady four times in the chest. She barely missed her heart. She stabbed her hand eight times and then also cut off one of her fingers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're crazy. So Betty pleaded not guilty but was charged to not or but then changed it to not guilty by reasons of insanity after two California health doctors testified that she was insane and had confessed to the the attack. No word actually was I couldn't find anywhere where if the woman lived or not. Um I don't know if like she ended up going to the hospital and then dying later in the hospital. But that's a lot She's on older. a woman's yeah. yeah. So, because they do have record of her, like saying what right. what happened. Um, she but I could she lived past that trauma. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but so Betty was sentenced to eight and a half years in prison. The state ho- at the state yeah at the state hospital again. She stayed there. All- Excuse me. She stayed there in 1992 and then was released. She was released in, um, and when she was released in 1992, Brie, she was, like, still pretty famous. <laughs> because, what? I don't know. So, at that time, there was a series of books that were released called Private Peaks. And they had, like, all of Betty's modeling photos in them. And... There was actually, like, this; those photos actually started, like, a whole new craze for her. And people re- rediscovering her. Hugh Hefner was still a fan of hers. Um, and so she, you I know. I was going to ask about him. Yeah. Movies were made about her also. And uh, she was just the talk of the town again. But in late of 2008, Betty Page was hospitalized for three weeks with pneumonia before she suffered a heart attack, she was transferred to another hospital, and that's where she passed away at the age of 85. Well, Betty. <sighs> Betty. You tried. Kind of. You, you know? tried, but then you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty. it's... I know she had mental issues yeah. going on, but it's just so funny. Yeah. It's... It it's crazy how like that was so overlooked then. Yeah. Like uh Yeah. I think that has a lot to do with like why there were so many serial killers back then. Yeah, mental and, health. Yeah, because mental health wasn't a thing. I mean, don't get me wrong, we still have issues oh, now, yeah. but But we they there's signs that we know of now. Right, right, yeah. It's like trial and error, like you see like you learn from your past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not have I mean, Ted Bundy out there let's just, <laughs> let's just say the judicial system definitely did not learn from the past by continuing to let her out no but <laughs> no you're dumb <laughs> I kept on hoping like oh she's gonna she's gonna do better now nope nope no nope, there you go yelling at someone else about she's Jesus shaking an old woman <laughs> awake the sun is awake so I'm awake and I want to play <laughs> I want to play <laughs> 
Oh, Betty. Oh, so. Buck Barbalam. I love that song. I do too. Do you have a neighborhood story? I do. Hang on a minute. You know your child says no. Every it kills me. She's lately started saying no, like nar. Yeah, and I don't know why. She I don't know either. Like she's podcast. done it so many times this week, and like, like when she's over, she'll say nar, and I'm like, what? I'm like, did you say nar? And she's like, no. And I'm like, no, she does. No, yeah, she makes me feel like I'm crazy, but I know but I she, hear nar. And she doesn't. Nar. She doesn't listen to the podcast. She didn't hear that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I have Bluey on all the time at my house. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Also, there's people. I think people on TikTok talk like that sometimes, too. Oh, that's probably what it is. Um, Hold on. I have, like, a couple, and I have to choose. My lip is, like, twitching. Hey, you guys. um, You should submit neighborhood stories or true crime stories or paranormal stories that have happened to you or have not happened to you but you know it's happened to someone else that would be super cool to wwtmpodcast at gmail.com we love to share those type of stories on our podcast and have a listener episode uh, just strictly dedicated to that you can also find us and follow us on all social medias at wwtmpodcast and buy us a coffee at buyusacoffee.com forward slash podcast. You can also find the link on, um, if you're listening on YouTube, on the link below or on our website at wwtn or what's with the neighbors.com at gmail. Ah, what's with the neighbors.com. We also have merch, yeah, which is super merch. cool. Yeah, we got um, lots of shirts. We home make some of our shirts. Yeah, we. They come Holy. straight from 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 our hands to yours. Yep, and <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Tear in my eye. <laughs> uh, but we also have our logo shirt as well, and you can uh, get that from zazzle.com. Yep. So uh, that's on our merch button on our website as well. Y- yeah, and if you're listening on YouTube, all the links are down below for how to get the stuff. But if you're listening on a streaming website uh streaming platform uh check that out at our website at what's with the neighbors.com and neighborhood story okay um this is on next door and i want to say the person's name moth mcmoth i I love it Uh, mock mcmoth it's titled looking for lamps okay y'all got any lamps this neighborhood is looking very dim. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> he wants to brighten everybody's day. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. You know. I thought like he was going to ask, like, you know, I need a lamp, like in search of a lamp. But he's like, no, nah, y'all need lamps. Y'all, y'all need to lighten up the place. That's how I feel sometimes when I'm driving down our road during wintertime. Yeah. Our so road is dark. Yeah, it is. It's really sad it's and depressing. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, bye. Oh, wait. Do we have any announcements? I feel like... No. 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 We have no announcements. You know what? We're on YouTube, yeah. so go check us out. We Our full episodes are now available to watch on YouTube. Every Sunday, a new one will come out, right? Yes. But still on Patreon, you can get them early. So right. that is still perk on Patreon. And you know what? There's something in the works... For Patreon. Yes. 
only. We just and have to have the minute to do it. Yeah, so you can join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash WWTN podcast. Yeah. And $5 a month or $3 a month, get you stuff. Yeah. And get a free magnet when you sign up. Yep. Including a free magnet. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Thank you for listening and... And watching. And watching. Uh, have you checked out all the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring Amy, Amy out. What's with the neighbors? Psh, don't get dead. Don't get dead. That's not a good idea. Say hi to your cat for us. Meow.